Today, the candidates who want to serve you as Pickett County Executive, Van Buren County Sheriff, Cumberland County Commissioner, and Cookville City Council. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with incumbent Pickett County Executive Carrie Garner, who is seeking re-election in the August 4th election. Carrie, it's good to have you on the line with us today. When you first ran for the office of uh, Pickett County Executive, what factored into your decision to seek that office? Uh, I was, uh, before I become county executive, I was county commissioner for four years, and uh, I just took it on myself, and uh, as well as other people uh, had uh, kind of pushed me towards this uh, job, and, and it's something I really enjoy trying to help the community and as well as the people in it. And uh, I, I really enjoy it. Carrie, what do you feel are the most important characteristics of being a good county mayor? Well, first of all, I think it's trying to help everyone uh, out in the county, whether it be low income or high income. Uh, just put everybody on the same level uh, and just try to help everyone is my main goal. When you initially ran for the commission and then later as the county executive, were there any particular issues or events that helped to influence your decision to get involved in county government? Uh, not really. We just uh, was uh, facing some uh, pretty big hurdles, and uh, uh, I just thought maybe that I could solve part of them. And so, so in the last four years, we have. we. Uh, whenever I took office, we was... Uh, didn't have any uh, uh, money in the budget much to operate on. We had to borrow money to first 30 days it would come into office. Uh, we had, uh, you know, uh, pretty low uh, unemployment here. Uh, so first thing we had to do, of course, nobody don't like to hear it, but we had to raise taxes. But uh, we did that. Uh, now, as far as uh, going forward with... Uh, the last four years, we filed for a lot of grants, got them totaling somewhere around $6 million. And most of these is zero match for the taxpayers. And we've done a lot of good for the communities. Uh, all of the other uh, administrative offices, we've tried to help them all scatter the money out. Um, and we've got a good fund balance. Um, we've not had to raise taxes uh, since the first year that we came into office, and uh, we've got a good fund balance right now, and and we see things are going in the right direction right now. We hope it stay that way. Pickett County Executive Carrie Garner is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Carrie, what are some things that you feel like, in terms of the work of the county commission, some things that still need to be done that that you'd like to see through? Well, of course, Pickett County is in need of of building a jail. And that's been on the table for the last four years, and and we're just now getting in the position where we're financial stable enough that we can uh, look at building us a jail, just a community jail. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we're going to need a new high school before long, and and then the industry in the county, we're going to have to. Um, I know it's hard right now the workforce to get anybody. Everyone's wanting workers and no workers out there, but we'd still like to see some industry come to Pickett County to, you know, help where the the local people wouldn't have to leave town to go to work. So that's something else we're working on. What are some ways that you can entice industries to want to locate to Pickett County? Well, uh, of course, we've got uh, some of the lowest tax rates there is anywhere is uh, in Tennessee, and, and there's a lot of companies that's wanting to move into Tennessee and build. Uh, our biggest hurdle here, as you know, we don't have access to airports and and interstates. I, we do have, uh, you know, 111 that comes through here is a good um, road for the trucks to travel on, and then just, uh, but basically that's our biggest hurdle. 
Carrie, how important do you feel it is for the county to have a strong working relationship with the city of Birdstown? We think it. We try to. We work with all of the administration offices up here, and that's one of our big things. We like to work with everybody that we can. Because if you take counties, if it's divided, they won't prosper. But it takes everybody working together. As you meet with and speak with local voters, what do you hear from them in terms of some of their thoughts and concerns? You know, uh, most that I've ever, uh, that I've talked to and everything in the state and in the offices, uh, as far as the way the county is going, they think it's doing good. Uh, the the way that we've come out of the red almost up into the uh, we're got a good fund balance and everything and um, so it's a looking good for Pickett County right now I just uh, want to keep it going forward do you see some specific things you feel maybe the county needs to do a better job of um, there's always room for improvement uh, we had several hurdles that we had to start out with. You know, one thing was a jail. We uh, Our old jail was condemned. We couldn't keep prisoners, and we made a deal with Fentress County where we could house them out there. Uh, our landfill was needing to be closed out, and so we've got that uh, took care of. It's not completely closed, but we've got that worked out. We're just taking little steps, doing one thing at a time. Kerry Garner, if you're face-to-face with a voter, what would you tell that voter the reason is they should re-elect you as their county executive? Like I said, we've come from out of the red into a real good standing place. Uh, and they can go back and look at our records uh, about how much uh, good we've done for ambulance service, fire departments, our community center, the courthouse. Uh, we've just tried to spread all the money around equally to all the different administration offices and just try to make it. I know it's been hard on all the, the offices, uh, the COVID and everything, and we just tried to reach out. If we've seen a need for the county in a certain area, we tried to focus on that at the time. Kerry Garner has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is the incumbent seeking re-election to the office of Pickett County Executive. Stephen Bilbrey, candidate for Pickett County Executive, declined an invitation to participate in this program. Mark Evans is our next guest on Meet the Candidates. Now, Mark is challenging for the office of Sheriff of Van Buren County. Mark, it's good to have you on the program. What was it that factored into your decision to run for Van Buren County Sheriff? Well, the, the number one factor is, is just seeing the need for change. So, uh, actually, I... I Ran for made the decision and actually ran for sheriff for whatever four years ago and against the incumbent sheriff. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the Lord's will, and I, and I actually I lost uh, that race. So since since those four years and my first decision to run for sheriff or whatever, uh, I've seen the need for change to, to that grow even even larger than what it was at the time that I actually made my decision. When you speak of change, what maybe some issues factor into that that, that you see that do need to be addressed. Okay, so uh, so actually, there's there's several things or whatever that actually needs to be changed. We we actually need to have uh, our officers of Amberon County actually patrolling the streets, uh, you know, in our communities, you know, to ferret out crime, you know, detecting drugs and making arrests, and you know, and uh, law enforcement. We've we've never actually been crime deterrent or crime prevention, but we are crime deterrent. So if our officers are patrolling the communities. You know, then people will see them and be less likely to commit crimes within those communities. You know, and so uh, yeah, we we just need to fully staff our department because the the sheriff department now is understaffed. I think it only has approximately four, possibly five officers, uh, but it definitely has more positions than that. But we need to fully staff our department and get our officers back out to patrolling streets and doing what officers do, and that's that's arresting bad people and preventing crimes. Mark, what experiences and qualifications in your life make you a good candidate for sheriff? So I've I've got approximately 24 years of law enforcement experience. I, you know, my family has a history of being sheriffs, and, and especially here in Van Buren County. But I got approximately 24 years of law enforcement experience. Uh, 20 years of those years were were spent working for the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department. I was the chief deputy for the Van Buren County Sheriff's Department for for nine years. Since the the 2018 election, you know, I I went to White County where I was actually a patrol sergeant. Was promoted to the office as detective. From there, was actually promoted to my current position where I work as a captain over the criminal investigations division and the administrator over the sex offender registry for the agency. 
Gary, let's get back on the drug issue because it's something that seems to be a major, major issue all throughout the region. Do you see that being a significant problem in Van Buren County? And if so, what are some measures you feel like can be taken to combat the drug issue? Well, so, so yes. Uh, again, I work in White County. And, you know, and, you know, the problem here in Van Buren County is not not as, as as bad as it is there, you know, just because of the sheer number of the population. But but, yes, uh, fentanyl, you know, because we have this open border and all this fentanyl is being being pumped in from China into Mexico and coming across the border into Tennessee and then, you know, being distributed out to, to Oliver County. Uh, we would definitely have a, a big problem. Uh, people people is overdosing and dying on it every every day. And uh, so, so anything, any anyway, what we can do is again put our officers back out there working the street, making the traffic stops, working working the cases, arresting these arresting these people, selling selling the drugs for profit, you know. And we can even we can even go into our schools and try to educate our young uh, our young children uh, there, hopefully before they before they you know experiment and try and get on drugs. But then also uh, inside of our inside of our jails, you know, uh, laying up inside the jails or whatever, you know. My my opinion, the idle mine is the devil's playground, and so uh, so people while they're actually uh, in jail, I think I think we need to offer them some kind of you know rehabilitation or treatment rather than just you know laying them laying them up and you know uh, them still battling those cravings and and going back going back to what they know when they get out. Mark Evans is our guest to meet the candidates again. He is running for sheriff of Van Buren County in the upcoming August election. Mark, I've heard the word transparency a lot during the course of the campaign from several candidates and communication being another issue. How important is it to have good communication with the citizens of the county and have that transparency so they feel comfortable in what the police department is doing? So, so I definitely believe in transparency. So, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a Christian and a deacon at the the Money Humphrey Will Baptist Church here in Van Buren County. So, I I believe in in treating people the way that I want to be treated. But so, so definitely, if I get elected sheriff, I'll have an open door policy. Uh, you know, they they currently have a Facebook page or whatever, and nobody can continue to uh, to show what the the sheriff's department's doing and upcoming events as as well. But uh, but people people can contact my office or whatever with any kind of questions or concerns. You know, I'll be honest and truthful with them and uh you know i'll I'll definitely hold officers accountable when when that might uh that situation arises but uh but yeah you know i i believe in telling people telling people the truth and not sugarcoating it and just telling them what they want to hear and so uh uh, i definitely believe in, in transparency and i'll definitely bring that to the sheriff's department if elected mark what has the campaign experience been like for you and maybe how does that compare or contrast to four years ago when you, maybe you got your first taste of it? Well, so uh, so the campaign experience to me actually has been has been awesome. Uh, you know, I've I've got to meet a lot of a lot of new people along the way. I've actually got to hear the citizens' concerns. Uh, actually, got to hear the citizens' complaints about calling for officers and and nobody nobody responding to their to their complaints. So any any way or whatever, I've also got to meet a lot of new candidates along the ways. You know, going to these meet the candidates events, and you know, uh, I've actually developed relationships and grow closer with with some people that I normally wouldn't have. You know, uh, if if not running for sheriff, but. But yeah, it's it's been an overall good experience. You know, I've received a, a lot of positive positive feedback from from the people. Uh, compared to, compared to four years ago, uh, definitely definitely a lot more of uh, social media social media things uh, as as far as. As far as you know, posting posting stuff on Facebook and you know receiving questions that way. Then you know, uh, last time it was it was more legwork. This time, a lot of it is social media. But last time, I was also off and was getting to go door to door. This time, I'm I'm still trying to maintain a a full time job or whatever, and you know, just door knocking when I can. Mark Evans, if the voters of Van Buren County do elect you as their new sheriff, what will they be getting in Mark Evans as Van Buren County Sheriff? Well, so so the citizens will actually be getting a, a lot of experience and uh, education. Uh, again, you know, I've, I've been in law enforcement for approximately 24 years. Uh, 20 years the Van Buren County Sheriff's Office, nine years chief deputy, patrol sergeant for the White County Sheriff's Office, fleet manager for the White County Sheriff's Office, uh, captain over the criminal investigations division uh, currently, 
and uh, administrator over the sex offender registry. And then also, you know, I would I would try to, to uh, or I would definitely want to restore uh, officers patrolling the streets of the county, you know, investigating crimes, uh, trying to trying to be crime prevention, you know, by by being out and being seen and being vigilant. And then also, or whatever, one of the big topics is, you know, uh, how to how to save the county money. And so, uh, you know, I plan on using using the sheriff's department's drug fund to to help offset the cost to the taxpayer by buying some of the patrol cars and the equipment that's needed for the sheriff's department. Uh, with that drug fund, I, I plan on uh, having having the inmates go back out, go back out and work in our, our uh, recycling centers and, and picking up trash along the roadways, and uh, help mow the county properties. Uh, you know, to save the taxpayer some money. And then also, you know, uh, one of the biggest topics is keeping state inmates. So the Van Buren County Sheriff's Office currently has empty beds. And so I plan on filling those empty beds with, with state inmates, you know, and trying to offset some of the, the taxpayers' costs to run run the facility and, and, you know, run the county. Mark Evans has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is running for Van Buren County Sheriff in the upcoming August general election. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Up next on Meet the Candidates is Jeff Gentry, who is seeking the office of Clay County Sheriff in the upcoming August general election. Jeff, it's good to have you on the program. What led to your decision to run for Clay County Sheriff? I've been in law enforcement since 2014, and uh, I live here in the county, and uh, I just decided that I would make a run for sheriff. I'm, uh, I'm about 50 year old, and I ain't getting any younger, and uh, it's kind of been a lifelong dream of mine, so I think I'm ready to try it. Jeff, have there been any particular issues or events that's kind of helped to influence your decision to run? I think some people in the county won't, kind of won't change. And, 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 and Sheriff Boone, my hat's off to Sheriff Boone. He is a great man. He's done a great job. But I just feel it might be time for a change. So, What are some issues that you feel like really are concerning to citizens of Clay County in terms of law enforcement? Well, I, uh, the, the opioid uh, crisis we've had, of course, the uh, every county doesn't matter small or big has the problem with methamphetamine. I feel like that, that's one of our big issues, and of course, we're we're right in the middle of this county of the uh, process of trying to build a jail too. So that kind of compounds everything because our jail's way outdated. So uh, we've got several issues that faces us. Well, no matter who gets it, Jeff. In terms of the opioids, the drugs, it seems a widespread problem throughout the Upper Cumberland. How are some ways you feel like that? issue can be combated somewhat it, it seems seems to me if is what i'm saying is if you get you can you can get one off the street and there's two more take its place take their place but uh a lot a lot of people i feel that uh when they decide they want off of it there's a there's a small window of them that that when they do want to to seek help that they don't there has to be something in place some kind of uh uh help for them when they want help you know it's got to be there so i think that we need to we need some some form of uh, help for them, like because they only they only have a short window and they reach out and they want to get off of it to get dry. We need some kind of, I think we need some kind of halfway house or, or something to help those people to help them uh, combat their their addiction. Jeff Gentry is our guest. I'll meet the candidates. He is seeking the office of Clay County Sheriff in the upcoming election. Jeff, what are some other issues that you see out there? Drugs always being a big problem, but maybe in terms of communication, do you? Feel like the communication has been good 
from the department to the community? Yes, I do. I, I think it's been well. Uh, I myself, I'm I'm a hands-on kind of sheriff. I, I think, that, or want to be a hands-on kind of sheriff. That uh, I'm I'm a lot of hands-on. I like to get out on the road, work with the guys, and not just be a, an admin job for me. And uh, talk to the people, and and uh, I've enjoyed as I've been out on the campaign road, talking to everybody and, and hearing their their concerns and stuff. So. That's kind of where I stand. I'm more, I'm hands on and I like to get my hands dirty. And I really look forward to the opportunity to maybe uh, become sheriff of Clay County and work for the great people of this county. When you do speak with those voters, what are some of the concerns they share with you? I think a lot of the concern is, is the, the, we don't have enough deputies. Uh, of course, every county faces it, whether large or small, uh, of keeping deputies and, getting people to work and, and that that's going to be an issue for either Sheriff Boone or myself, either one is trying to keep the staffing up. But I would love to see, uh, uh, some more deputies added as far as corrections too and, and dispatchers too, because there's a shortage of those two in our county. Jeff, what have you learned throughout the course of this campaign? Things that maybe you didn't know going into it at first? Uh, well, like I said, I, I'm, this is all kind of new to me. Uh, it's there, there's a lot that I've read and got into about and nothing against anybody, but when the jail's built, it's going to be a whole new ball game for Clay County because our jail is is so small. When you go to a hundred or hundred one person jail and bigger and some of the overcrowding that happens, it's it's going to be a learning experience for everybody. And uh, some of that is uh, going to be something to learn. Jeff Gentry, we'll wrap it up with this today. If you're elected Clay County Sheriff, what will the voters be getting in Jeff Gentry as their sheriff? They'll be getting a hardworking, honest man, lives on the west side of the county, been married to the same woman for 30 years. My wife started to have two kids, Jake Gentry and Ashton Gentry. Uh, I'm a military veteran, and I will treat you as good as you will let me treat you. I promise you. Jeff Gentry has been our guest on Meet the Candidates, again seeking your vote for Clay County Sheriff in the upcoming August election. Next on our program is Craig Clark. Craig is running for a seat on the Cumberland County Commission out of District 3 in the upcoming election. Craig, thank you for joining us today. What led to that decision to want to run for the Cumberland County Commission? Well, I've been involved with uh, the county in different uh operations and and going before the commission and and serving on a committee in the county and uh, I'm looking at the way things are going and the challenges that face us right now and I just think it's a good time to roll up my sleeves and and get involved get engaged Craig in working with some other areas around the county and kind of being associated with the county commission how much does that help you in knowing what the work of the commission is well, I think it's very helpful to to know what the commission does and how it functions, and I have checked into that and, and had some good presentations by our county mayor where he talked about how we're structured and how we operate. So uh, that was very beneficial to me. Were there any particular issues or events that maybe helped to influence your decision to run? Well, a, a lot is the economy and facing the operations of a county government in in this kind of economy where we're not sure how much fuel is going to cost. We don't know uh, what the, the things that are going to be available or, or what price we should budget for them. So uh, I think it takes some dexterity uh, in operations that hopefully I can add value to. Craig, other than your work with the county, what other experiences do you feel like help make you a good candidate for the county commission? Well, I'm a retired civil engineer. I had a almost 30-year career with the Department of Transportation in Texas. And I retired from Texas and then moved here to Tennessee in 2010. And uh, I just love it here. And I love the the way it's structured and the way the local government runs. And then uh, I think it's the best state in the nation as far as the how the state government operates. And so uh, I just felt like now it's time to, to get involved in that public service and particularly in the, in the engineering side 
uh, I think can be helpful in trying to make the decisions that need to be made uh, with a commission and in concert with the other commissioners and the county mayor to try to do the best for the citizens. During your campaign, as you meet with and speak with local voters, what are some of the concerns they're sharing with you? Oh, they have lots of concerns, and, and some of them are beyond the scope of of our local county government, but I try to be attentive to all of those, and in general, they seem to be like-minded to me in that we want to keep our, our government only as big as it really needs to be. The smaller government, the better. The less government, the best. And so um, people tend to see what's happening nationally and, and some other places, and they're going, you know, we sure don't want that to happen here. And, and I agree with that, and I would, I would like to hold the line on that and not expand too far or go too much. Craig Clark has been our guest to meet the candidates. Again, Craig is seeking election to the Cumberland County Commission in District 3. Next up on the program is Miss Rebecca Stone. Now, Rebecca is seeking re-election to a third term on the Cumberland County Commission out of District 3. Rebecca, thank you for joining us. What was it that got you interested in wanting to be part of the Cumberland County Commission? I have served in many volunteer capacities in Cumberland County, and the last one I served in was on the Library Board of Trustees for the Art Circle Public Library. I interacted with the county commission a lot and um, really got to know them through the budget process when I was chairman. And I began to realize what a delicate balance is, is um, the budget, you know, county budgeting is, because you have to balance essential services with enrichment and quality of life type services, but also low taxes that everyone values in Cumberland County. And I consider myself a team player, and I realized I felt like I could work with 17 other commissioners to give a good product that found that balance for the county. At that time, were there any particular issues that maybe helped to influence your decision to run? Well, I did not fully understand how county government was, and I really like transparency. I really like understanding how things work, and I just felt like I would be a good team player that um, I really, well, as an example, on the library board, I ended up being the chairman of the board, and I had a fantastic team of players. And what I like in a group decision-making process is to bring all ideas out, all information out, and come up with the best um, the best decision respecting all, all, all the input, all the people you're working with. So I just felt like that there were, every issue was important and I wanted to be a part of that, finding that balance and finding the best services and the best way of spending taxpayer money and being a good steward and being a team player and just all of that. I just, it was a great opportunity to me. Rebecca Stone is our guest to meet the candidates. Again, she's seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission out of District 3. Rebecca, when you look at Cumberland County as a whole, what are some issues you see that the county may have to face in the near or at least the not-too-distant future? There are a lot of moving parts to our budgeting process because we have a lot of people coming in and find we're going to have to be very nimble and we're going to have to listen to what our constituents need and we're going to have to be sure we make good decisions um, with, the, um, with the, the increase of people and increase of we will have an increase in tax money, you know, because we're having an influx of people. There's a lot of growth in Cumberland County and we're going to have to grow appropriately and carefully in order to continue to enjoy the way of life that we have that we currently enjoy. As you meet with and speak with local voters, what do you hear from them in terms of their concerns? Well, we've had, we have very specific things um, in, in my district. Um, I, I think the number one thing that I get the most calls about is the condition of our roads, and that's a careful thing. Um, I have to help people understand that the county commission um, does not have, that that's an elected position. The road superintendent is an elected position. They do not answer to the county commission. Now, I do support our, um, any constituents that call. I, I place additional calls. I do what I can to try to facilitate um, getting repairs made. But um, the county roads need some help, 
And I think that is the biggest thing that I hear from my constituents. Rebecca Stone has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, she's seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission out of District 3. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Giving you the chance to get to know the candidates who want to serve you as a Cookville City Council member. Linda Marie Loftus-Webb joins us now. So, Linda, thanks for being with us. First of all, why did you decide you wanted to run? Well, the, the short version for that answer is because I love Cookville and I just want to be a part of doing something great for Cookville and being a part of positive decisions. And I just seen some directions that we weren't heading and I wanted to be a part of heading there. So. Like what? Just taking charge of the homeless barriers that we're having and getting our roads situated and taking care of the people of Cookville and their prosperity and just being a positive member of the community so that I can be a voice for the people that don't have one. A lot of us maybe have considered at one time, uh, or maybe really more accurately, we've considered about complaining about something, but not stepping out there and putting ourselves out there. What has that been like for you? Well, it has definitely been an interesting experience. I think everybody who has a desire to make an impact should run for something. I don't necessarily um, recommend it for everybody who just doesn't have an ambition for it, but everybody else should because it definitely has taught me a lot. And about two years ago, I started stepping up and being a voice and communicating with the city council and the county commissioners. And what I found was that this would be the most appropriate next step to being that voice that's sometimes not heard. So, When you look at your background and the things that you have experienced in life, what are the things that you're trying to call on to make you the best possible council member? I am a huge advocate in everything I do. I'm a small business owner, so I have to advocate for my, my employees, and I run a nonprofit, so I have to advocate for the residents that I work with. So my the t- thing that I bring to the table is that I am willing to listen. I'm also a therapist, so I'm able to listen. I'm willing to listen. I'm able to think outside the box, but I'm also able to take that information and condense it into something that we might actually be able to do something with and finding everybody's passion and what they need and separating their wants from their needs. Needs and wants are a big part of the job (laughs) as a city council member, and we are entering what looks to be, at least right now, an uncertain economic period. So how do you try to make decisions? How do you look at needs and wants and money supply and demands and try to make sense of that? So really, it's it's a complicated process for anything. Just like if you own a small business or if you're making business decisions for your family, you have to really look at the big picture. So if I'm in office for four years, I don't need to just look at the four years. I need to look at the 12 years. So when we're talking about building something like a road with sidewalks, is that going to sustain us for the long haul? We're making a long-term investment. And is this something we want? If, If it's not going to be a good return on investment, we need to look at, is there another way to get it? So if it's not going to bring prosperity to Cookville citizens, can we find someone else who can 
make it profitable, who can bring it in and make it for us so that we can enjoy it and can raise our standard of living, but then also not be a burden on the taxpayers and increase revenue into the city. And just looking at all kinds of different avenues and just being honest with ourselves. You know, I really want a brand new car. Do I need a brand new car? And that thinking about those kinds of things. We really want a street, do we need a street? And sometimes we it's both. Sometimes we want it and we need it. And we just have to look at the ways we're going to make that happen and tighten the belt in other areas so that we're not spending money unnecessarily. If you drive down Jefferson Avenue or Willow Avenue, you know that traffic is expanding in Cookville. And yet both of those are state roads. There's no relief in sight for either of those roads. What does the city council need to do in considering alternative ways, maybe city roads that could be expanded, potentially new roads that could be created to help deal with the traffic? Definitely adjusting some of the road plans might be a good way to handle that. I know I recently posted on my Facebook page, I went to Michigan and I've never been an advocate for roundabouts. I've just never been one. I've used them before. They're very confusing. They're very difficult to use in my experience. I went to Michigan and I was demonstrated roundabouts and it it sold me. Like that would be such a great alternative. We can't do anything about the state roads, but we can do something about our other roads. And just creating a way for flow of traffic to be a positive thing. And looking at just making the roads that no one wants to use because they're so bad a possibility and and avoiding those folks going in and out of the neighborhoods and utilizing the roads that are intended for the high traffic. Um, I live in Cookville. I grew up in Cookville. I know every back road there is to know. And I take back roads because it's just easier and I I shouldn't have to do that in order to get through town. And I don't want that for the people who live in neighborhoods for 5,000 of us to be using their street unnecessarily. Linda Marie Loftus-Webb is with us, one of the candidates for Cookville City Council. Less glamorous, but just as important in terms of infrastructure, water and sewer. As Cookville continues to grow, the need for better facilities and expanding those facilities, it's going to be important. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, I know we're at 80% right now. The city council did in this most recent budget approve an increase. I believe it was $17.3 million. I'd have to double check to make sure. But that's going to get us into building more and giving us more capacity. But we have to look at a longer-term solution because we have to utilize the Tennessee Valley and we have to use streams and lakes in our area. And we just need to be more realistic about the types of housing we're building and the types of housing that we're wanting to build and making sure that we are building structures that are going to be here for the citizens always instead of something that might, you know, sit empty for six months out of the year once we hit, if we hit this recession, the way we might, the the way we're anticipating. Giving those who do not have a voice more of a voice. What are some of the ideas that you have for trying to deal with the homelessness issue, which has, we've seen greatly increase in the last four or five years? Now, that is what I do in part of my job with my nonprofit. I actually work with the homeless on a day-to-day basis, and I work with people with trauma, mental health, substance use, those kinds of populations, and really figuring out what the underlying reason for why a person is homeless. I know the big fear is they're homeless because they choose to be, and that is a percentage of the homeless individuals. And we're putting good money after bad when we put money into trying to house first someone who is homeless by choice. What we need to do is focus on the people who are trying to better themselves. We have so many mothers out there who are in cars with their children that are school age and they don't have a home to go to. And we work with those moms. We have so many fathers out there who they have to walk away from their family so that their children can live with the grandparents and they don't want that lifestyle. There are so many different stories out there that we could actually do something about and 
it doesn't cost the citizens of Cooksville anything to utilize the resources that are already in existence. But we have to sit down and talk to these folks about why you're homeless. Like, what is the underlying reason? Is it because you don't have a Social Security card and you don't have a driver's license? And if you could get a job, then we resolve those barriers for them. Is it because you have a mental health disorder because you have trauma? Can we get you EMDR therapy and get you mental health medications, which you can't get unless you have a physical address? If you're homeless, you're not getting your medication shipped to you every month, or you're not able to get to work every day because you don't have a house where you can get ready for work and finding those alternate solutions. Are you supportive of some of the efforts that the city has already done in terms of equipping police, for example, with more resources using some of the services of UCHRA? Yes, I am in support of us continuing down that path. The police officers, unfortunately, are the first line of defense whenever it comes to addressing the homeless issue because typically somebody has called them to say, hey, can you do something about this? They may, this, this is making me nervous or this is going on with them. So definitely 100%, they should have every resource made available to them and trainings and things of that nature. But we can definitely be doing more. If a police officer encounters someone who they don't understand why they're homeless and they're not able to verbalize why they're homeless, saying, hey, I'm going to make a referral to this person. I want you to call them tomorrow. They're going to be expecting your call. And instead of putting someone in jail because they've interacted with the police 10 times in the last two months, getting them into a mental health facility or getting them into a mental health counselor who can then get them case management and they can get them other options. So that way we don't have to house them in our county jail and city jails costing us a fortune that we can't afford. Finally, Linda, why should someone cast their ballot for you? I am probably the best candidate if you're looking for someone who is not just going to be a yes person. I will literally look at a situation and say, what works best for our county or city and our county members, the people who work here, who live in the county, what works best for us as a whole? And also, I'm a big picture thinker. So I can look at something and say, okay, this is what we need today. What do we need six months down the road? What do we need a year down the road? What do we need five years down the road? And I don't do anything with half measure. So I will research it until I feel comfortable with the knowledge that I have and I can stand behind my decision and not change my mind in three months and say, whoops, well, that was kind of an impulse decision. I hate that I did that, but I'm never going to do that again. I just... You know, there's very few decisions I've made where I've said, man, if I would have just known more, I could have done it because I typically go and get the answers and find the research and do the legwork. Or I ask the person who knows who's already done the legwork. Linda Marie Loftus-Webb, candidate for Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in August. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Cam Wyatt is her next guest on Meet the Candidates. Now, Cam is challenging for a seat on the Cumberland County Commission out of District 4. Cam, it's good to have you on the program. What led to your decision to run for the County Commission in Cumberland County? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, 
it's a really great time for Crossville right now in Cumberland County. Um, our town is expanding. I think it's getting a lot of attention being right off 540 in between Knoxville and Nashville. And uh, it's an exciting time to see things start to grow and really develop, and I want to be a part of that. Cam, what experiences in your life do you feel help make you a good candidate for the commission? So I've had some experience with uh, the Libertarian Party platform since about 2016, um, and I've helped the Libertarian Party try to gain ballot access at our state capitol. Um, I took care of our uh, Cumberland County region to get signatures. We had to get 32,000 signatures. So uh, we put that off onto different counties, and everybody made a pledge to get their their signatures, and we we got it all together and took that to the state capitol. And uh, so that that's basically my background in politics. It's not a whole lot, but uh, I'm I'm ready to be involved locally, directly in our our government. You touched on growth in Cumberland County. Have there been any other particular issues or events that have also factored into your decision to run? Yeah, I think uh, even though it's good to see this growth and get this commerce going, um, th- it's going to easily stress our amenities, and uh, we need to be wary of that and, and make sure that we, we keep a good budget and watch where we're putting money because it'll they'll likely other politics and, and politicians will be likely to uh, propose higher taxes, and, and we need to be fiscally responsible in these decisions and make sure all the money is going where it needs to go. So that'll be very important as as uh, roads need uh, improvements and uh, traffic lights, bigger intersections, things of that nature. Cam, do you see specific things you feel the county needs to do a better job of? Our roads are looking really rough around the county. Some of them are rattling our cars apart. Um, again, this is probably going to be a funding issue, um, but we need to we need to get some better resources to our road departments. And uh, that's been a, a big complaint from from all the door knocking I've done is the condition of our roads. What are some things that you've learned during this campaign that maybe you were not quite as aware of before? I was pleased to see how many people are glad to see you knock on their door. Um, and several of them have talked my head off. I've talked at people's stoop for almost an hour a couple of times. Um, and then some people are a lot more straight to the point. But uh, I'm glad that our community is excited about uh, seeing new people be involved in the government and uh, in the decision-making process, and it's important to them. Cam Wyatt, if you're elected to the Cumberland County Commission, what will the voters in District 4 be getting in Cam Wyatt as their county commissioner? They'll be getting a uh, definitely a resourceful candidate to uh, to reach out to if they need any kind of problem solving. Um, a good resource for agriculture too, and small businesses. I have a lot of resources with uh, our business incubator here in Cumberland County, and uh, and I just want to welcome them. If they do have a problem, they can email me or call me. All of that will be public if elected and uh, just generally represent our people and our businesses in the district. Cam White's been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is challenging for a seat on the Cumberland County Commission in District 4 in the upcoming August election. Charles Sieber, candidate for the Cumberland County Commission out of District 4, declined an invitation to participate in this program. Next on our program today is Mr. Terry Lowe. Now, Terry is an incumbent seeking re-election on the Cumberland County Commission in District 5. Terry, thank you for joining us today. What led to your interest in initially wanting to be part of the Cumberland County Commission? Well, I'm, I'm interested in, in helping people and uh, interested in uh, Cumberland County. I was uh, born and raised in Cumberland County. Attended Cumberland County High School, uh, married a Cumberland County lady for 53 years now, and uh, I like to see uh, Cumberland County moving forward with the uh, with all the uh, programs of uh, uh, high speed internet and uh, substantial uh, uh, city water for everyone, and uh, uh, keeping our taxes as low as possible, which we are very successful so far in doing so. And uh, I'm I'm really a strong Cumberland County person, uh, conservative, uh, 
Republican uh, here in Cumberland County, and uh, I, I just really love Cumberland County, and I want to see it uh, stay strong. Terry, what are some things that still the county may be concerned about, some some issues that you still need to deal with that are kind of in front of you right now? Well, like I say, it's the, the high-speed Internet. We are working to try to get everyone uh, with high-speed Internet and, of course, uh, furnishing city water to everyone, making it available for everyone that wants it, and having a substantial water source. Uh, we are working right now on setting up a water board that we hope will uh, move forward with getting us some more water reservoirs to make sure Cumberland County has water in the future. Terry, are you pleased with the amount of growth that you're seeing in Cumberland County? Oh, yes. We've had a substantial amount of growth, and growth has actually helped Cumberland County taxes stay low as it is. Uh, each time there's a new house built on a vacant uh, lot, this uh, saves the present uh, taxpayers uh, money on a possible increase in their what they have to pay for taxes. So, yes, gro- uh, growth in Cumberland County has been substantial. Terry Lowe is our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission in District 5. Terry, as you meet with and speak with local voters throughout your campaign, what do you hear from them in terms of their thoughts and concerns? Uh, well, m- most people <laughs> says to me, please don't raise my taxes. This is the main thing that I hear from people. And, uh, of course, with this COVID uh, in the past, uh, we have uh, seen a big uh, demand for the high-speed Internet for uh, children, and uh, I, I think that this is one of the main concerns also uh, in this area. Do you see any specific things you feel the county may need to do a better job of? Uh, well, uh, probably the roads. Uh, of course, we, the road department gets most of their money from state funds. But uh, we we really, and we do have a new road superintendent coming on, uh, and I'm hoping that uh, we get a lot uh, lot more uh, thought and a lot more uh, into building the, the new roads. And, uh, of course, the school system is a priority to me, too. Uh, I want to make sure that we have a uh, safe and uh, a substantial uh, school system. Terry Lowe has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Terry is seeking re-election to the Cumberland County Commission in District 5 in the upcoming August election. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.